this roller coaster. I'm not ready to get older. I'm not ready to get older. Guess my childhood is over. Now I'm taking down my posters and I'm telling all my friends we'll get together next October. That's my closest thing to closure. I can't stop this roller coaster. I'm not ready to get older. I'm not ready to get older. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Random Fit, powered by the National Academy of Sports Medicine. My name is Wendy Batts, and I am here with Ken Miller. How are you today, Ken? Awesome, Wendy. Always good to see you. Uh, you as well. You as well. How's life in uh, California? Well, life is great. You're never going to ever <laughs> hear me complain because uh, life is good. Right. Well, that's all. That's it. all. That's all. That's the only way to look at it. How about well, you? you? Hear, I'm sure you'll hear me complain time, <laughs> time and again. But uh, today is actually going well. My little man is officially out of school, so we will become a kindergartner next year. So it's been a little crazy. Uh, Congratulations. I, I cried like a little baby. I'm telling you, he graduated from preschool and you would have thought I was losing him for college. Like, I don't know what's going to happen as he gets older. But oh, it only gets worse. <laughs> I know, um, but you know, he's still my little man and I just dig him. But uh, anyway, I'm sure you guys don't want to hear about my personal life. I, I think we came to talk about our topic of the day, which is life after 40. And even though I'm not, you know, I'm not there yet. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I think this topic is super important because I know once I hit 40, it really, you know, people always say as you get older, things change and you hear that and you're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. But it really it, it does happen. And as I was doing some research and reading about my future, <laughs> I am absolutely stressed. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is not good. So it is important. It's a huge, huge topic um, that I think, you know, hopefully after today, it'll remind you that it is super important if you are not 40, what you have to look forward to and the importance of some of the topics we're going to discuss. And if you are 40, there is hope for you on things you can do to maintain a healthy and, you know, energetic lifestyle. So how about yeah, you, Ken? Yeah. No, it was, um, this was one of those topics where like, I spent a lot of time on the internet, you know, cause you click on one <laughs> research article, it just, it's just a rabbit hole. But <laughs> um, if, if you're looking at the, the information, it does get more, more and more specific as you start to look at, okay, well, what happens at this age? Well, you know, I'm almost, well, I'm just about 50 right now, but um, I know I don't look it, but uh, you know, it is Tell one of those, that, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, you know, the, the thing is when you, when you, when you're, when you're looking things up, you know, you know, exercise at older ages, you know, kind of jumps up to 60 and over when they start to do these research studies. But and when you talk about exercise and all the benefits of exercise with um, putting on mass, putting on bone density, um, cardiorespiratory capacity, all that stuff is, you know, the subjects are pretty young, relatively speaking, to the 40-year-old. So when, when it came to this, to this information, what I started to think about is like, well, basically, you're your fitness levels at 40 are going to be determined by what you put your body through in your 30s and your 20s. And that's what lays the, the groundwork or the foundation for where you are today. Because it's not just, you know, how much you can bench, how much you can squat, how fast can you sprint, how far can you run? It's, it's about your daily habits that go into a lot of what I tell what I find myself telling my 40 plus year old clients, which is about 60% of my clientele are in that age range. So 
um, I mean, it, it helped me kind of reinforce the things that I already knew, not just validates what I already know, but gave me some other tips and cues that I could relay. But uh, there is a little gap as far as what you'll see and what transition happens between the ages of 30 and 60. And this is, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, in summary, it's just, it's never too late. There's always, you're always able to do something as far as seeing progress. But 40, that's when you're like, you're standing in front of the mirror and you're going, hmm, I didn't used to look like this. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I guess this, that's what we're going to talk about today as far as what when, what did you do to get to where you are if you're in your 40s? And what can you do to get out of it if you are motivated? Because you, ha you do have to have motivation to do the things you need to do to kind of reverse that life over 40 or as we're going to probably say more than a few times, you know, get rid of that dad bod or that mom bod uh, when, it, when it comes to. Well, you know, I will say I, I use the excuse, you know, of how I used to look. And then once I had a, a child now, keep in mind, guys, my kid is five <laughs> and I keep saying, oh, yeah, I had a baby, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that was five years ago. Like I need to get my act together. But, you know, when I was looking at th through some of the, the the research, as you said, I mean, you know, it's like, what are the top excuses? Oh, I, you know, I'm just not motivated. Um, I have this mm -hmm. like belly fat that I've never had before. I'm just so tired. I don't have the energy. I can't multitask like I used to. And all of that stuff, you know, where I don't have time, like I've got so much to do and I have a family and I have all of these things going on. And I'm like, man, I checked all the boxes. And so I'm like, you know, mm -hmm. my motivation, even as a trainer, trainers are human and we sometimes lose our motivation to go to the gym too. You know, like we have to wake up and figure out, okay, what can we do to make positive changes? And then what can you expect? And I think, you know, the one thing is you have to think about once you hit 40, you have had those aches and pains. And as we know, research, there's about 85% yeah. of people that are gonna complain about low back pain or neck pain or having, you know, some kind of discomfort throughout their spine. And they were saying from like 40 to 60, it only goes up <laughs> like, oh, fantastic. Um, so, right. you know, we know through, you know, we're going to talk about a lot about working out and everything. There are certain things that we can do to make sure we have a strong foundation and core to minimize some of those aches and pains. But some of the things that I thought were most interesting and what they called like annoying was one that has happened to me so often, which is brain fog. Have you had any issues like yeah. since you were 40? It's like, I'm like, I'm losing my mind. I can't remember anything. And so, yeah, they're like, that's a thing. I didn't know that. That is a thing. Well, you know, you know how many times I've been late being somewhere because I'm looking for, for these things and I'm, all, <laughs> I'm looking for my glasses. <laughs> I have them on me all the time. And like, they couldn't have been off my face for the last, for more than five minutes. And here I am looking for them for the next 20 so I think I know what you're talking about when you when you're mentioning brain fog. Yes. Another one, this one, this one was disturbing, was that that as a female, you know, you can start growing facial hair. <laughs> and you know, a lot of that stuff really does start happening during menopause. And so, you know, and menopause can start as early, you know, like early 40s. Doesn't have to be someone, you know, on average, it's usually people that are hitting their 50s. And so right around the, the latter part of 40s into the early 50s is when women, unfortunately, will start to go through menopause. And so our estrogen levels go down, our testosterone can go up. And so when I'm reading this, they're like, oh, yeah, you can start growing mustaches. You can start having like, you know, coarse hair on your face. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like I, 
you know, I'm, I'm really not sure how I feel about any of this stuff. And then, of course, when we're talking about menopause, there's the big four. So you got hot flashes, you've got night sweats, depression, anxiety. There's a lot of things that go on. So I'm telling you men that are listening, if your wife or your friends are going to go through menopause or are going through it, you need to pat them on the back and tell them it's going to be okay. It will be okay because that's just part of, of life. And we have to learn to balance our hormones. I mean, you need to see a doctor if you're struggling with a lot of that. But um, I know we talked about this. I, I told you a story and I'm not trying to take the show away from you. I promise I'll, I'll shut up here in a second. But no, please. I, I want to hear I, it. I traveled with one of my closest friends and she's a little bit older than me and they can party it up. They have <laughs> like, they, they live like they're in their twenties, but they're not, you know, their age, you know, the way they act and their ages are completely different. Um, however, she's going through menopause. And so we rented an Airbnb. We were out having a great time, you know, and uh, we came back in and I got ready to go to bed and I'm like, man, it is freezing. I was so cold. And she's like, you know, in a tank top and shorts. And she's like, it's so hot in here. <laughs> so yeah, if you're going to hang out with someone going through menopause and you're not yet there yet, you need to dress accordingly if you're staying overnight at their house because you may freeze to death. <laughs> that actually explains a lot as far as why is it so cold in here? Thank you. Thank you for shedding light on that. Let me help you. I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and well, hormonal changes, I mean, we're going to talk about hormones. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot that happens with, med, you know, because as you mentioned, uh, with females, testosterone can, can get a little bit more elevated as we, as we get older. Well, in men, guess what? It's the opposite. Testosterone tends to drop after, I think, uh, what I was reading about 35, 36 years, there's a, there's a gradual decline over time. Well, guess what else testosterone is responsible for, right? In addition to facial, well, muscles, right? You know, your ability to put on um, lean tissue is affected by your testosterone levels as well. So as 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 a as a male gets older, testosterone drops. Well, you can work out as hard as you want, but you're not going to see the same gains you did uh, when you're in your 20s and, and early 30s. So that's that's something else that. You know, when we start talking about exercise and working out in a little bit, when it comes to working out, we, we have to change our expectations when it comes to our ability to put on muscle. Because it used to be like, man, I'll just give it a couple months and I'll, my shoulders and my biceps and my chest and my back and my legs, they'll, they'll look fine. Well, not when you're over 40. It's going to take a lot more work to, to, to see the same gains you saw you would see in no, you know, relatively no time at all you know, as far as putting on, putting on some lean tissue. So that's, you know, hormone, hormonal fluctuations as we age definitely is just something that we, we have to remember is what happens to us. It is a part of the natural aging process. And we just have to, to adjust our expectations when it comes to, um, you know, what we're expecting out of exercise, because it's not the same 40 plus as it was when you were 25. Well, think about this. I mean, as, as a trainer, and I've been doing this for decades and I can put an S on that now, but um, I used to have clients that were younger and they would be like, Oh, I didn't want to lift heavy because if I lift heavy, I'm going to get big and bulky. And right. I don't think I ever have anyone that's 40 and over that say I can't lift heavy because I'm going to get big and bulky. What I get is I've got this, 
fat around my stomach that I, I don't, I've got this thing under my chin that now jiggles. And when I wave, my tricep goes the other direction. So I need you to help right. me. And, and that's another big thing. Think about your skin. Like, I mean, obviously we start losing, you know, collagen in our skin at a young age, our skin becomes drier when you, you know, hit 40 and above. And so really maintaining, you know, trying to think about like skin health is super important because it's not just about the muscles. I mean, obviously exercise is going to help maintain, like you said, muscle mass as well as bone density, but you also have to think about, you know, the health of your skin. So when you're out, you know, doing some of your cardiovascular exercises out outdoors, yeah. it's even more important that you take care of your skin in the sun because it can literally lead to worse, like alligator skin as you age, which is a no go. So yeah. Right. And, and, you know, something to think about or when you're talking to clients, especially when, if you're a personal trainer, someone comes to you, they're 40, 50 years old and they, what do they do? They, they'll grab their midsection and go, I wanna, I wanna lose this. Or they'll grab their arms, they'll grab the underneath the tricep area there and say, I wanna lose this just because what, what you're talking about, Wendy, they're waving, they stop waving, their arms still waving 30 seconds after that. <laughs> so when it comes to the skin, the elasticity, yeah, definitely there's a, there's a change in your elasticity. So uh, if you were younger and you had really good, um, you know, ability to respond as far as your, your skin contracting, right, being able to meet the size versus, you know, still staying a little loose, a little baggy as you lose weight, you know, that's something that you're going to have to come to terms with as well as far as, yeah, you lose weight, especially a dramatic amount of weight, the, the skin may not respond as fast as your fat cells do right, right. so that that is something that you have to come to terms and you know me being how old i am you know yeah there's still, there's some creases that where there weren't creases before so that's <laughs> like i just gotta say okay that's that's just the way it is right but don't let that deter you from still pursuing activity and keeping body composition the way it's supposed to so yes. that, that's a conversation, all these, all these physiological responses, those are conversations that we have to have as personal trainers with our clients. But as a listener who's, who's just an avid exerciser and wants to know a little bit more about how the body changes with exercise, just to have to come to terms with the fact that, yeah, your, your skin's going to change, how hard you have to work is, is going to have to change or you have to modify your expectations. But these are, these are the things that happen at Life After 40. Yes. And for those of you guys that are joining us, that's what we're talking about. Life after 40 with Wendy Batts and Ken Miller. And uh, we're just laying down all these positive things to look forward to as you um, all hit positive. 40. All positive. Um, two and two other ones that I found, and I know we're going to talk about some solutions to see, so you, you know, you know, it's not just like Debbie Downer moment here, but, um, you know, gray hair everywhere. Anywhere you've got hair, wow. starts graying everywhere, arms, chest, hair, everywhere. Um, and so you've got to look forward to that. Um, some people are blessed with a lot of pigmentation where they don't have gray hair. However, a majority of us, unfortunately, have to either color our hair or just let life take it for what it is. Go gray, go white, go silver, whatever you want to call it. Um, some people go blue. <laughs> you got your blue hairs. So, <laughs> um, whatever it is that you know, the, whatever approach you want to take, that is something. But unfortunately as well, um, and this isn't just with menopause, it is with aging, especially in men, they start to um, lose their hair and um, start gaining it like in their nose and ears. <laughs> it's like it, 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 goes, it, 
grows on the inside. I don't know. I find that very disturbing when people are like, excuse me, I need to go and, you know, pluck things that, that I just, you know, I don't, I don't need to know that, but you know, it happens. And so, you know, and with females too, our hair starts thinning, especially as we start losing estrogen. Um, unfortunately, when testosterone hits, it starts getting coarse hair, but we can start losing hair at the top. So sometimes you'll notice as women age, mm -hmm. their hair thins and that is just, that's just life and stuff that uh, genetics plays some, some, a key role too. So that is also important to keep in mind. Right. Well, I, I keep telling my wife that my hair started going gray after we got married um, <laughs> 11 years ago. And then I tell my daughter, my hair started falling out when she was born, which is 10 years ago. So all the above, I'm just going to say the women in my life, you change the color you made it fall out so <laughs> oh wow that's 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 yeah. a really motivating uh, <laughs> uh, hey, yeah i gotta I, blame I got somebody hair. i know well you know i used to have super dark hair and then as i started graying right, now i've got a bunch yeah. of light streaks in there to try to hide it so <laughs> um you know i can just say i'm trying to be fun and spunky and that that's a lot of it too but there is there is some yeah. you know method to my madness but uh you know ken we're talking about all these kind of negative things. Another big one, unfortunately, what happens, especially in females, is sometimes our you know sex life vanishes or starts to diminish. And you know, I was reading like, why does that happen? And unfortunately, it's you got to think at forty, a lot of professional women, and it, this happens in males too, as you said, test, testosterone starts to decrease, so you know, motivation and drive isn't isn't as crazy as it used to be. Um, but for females, especially too, that's usually when we're the most successful or really focused on our career. We've got families. It's more of a timing thing. You know, um, you've got to think it's just not as a much of a priority as it was, which is really unfortunate. So so we're, we're talking about this so you guys can start thinking, OK, if you don't want this to be you, you've got to plan for this and you've got to take action. So therefore, you're as, as fun and crazy as you used to be in your 20s and 30s, because, I mean, it does take time and it takes doing date nights it takes you know really thinking about you know if you have children your children will go away and you're stuck with your partner so you better find out like why you married him and make sure that you <laughs> you know that you still know this person when your per your kid goes off to college so that's funny i like how you say that Wendy. you're stuck with your partner well yeah um, once you say i do then you, <laughs> then you did <laughs> technically Right. Yeah, well, and, unless you're yeah. going to go through the process, so we won't talk about that. We're talking keeping it positive. Stay with the same person. It's the right, <laughs> right. So from from uh, from a sexual drive sample, yeah, that's that's a hundred percent. And it, okay, Wendy brings it up, and I just chime in and say, "Hey, that's normal. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's just normal, right?" But you know, I think a lot of people forget. Not that we're here to give relationship advice, but you just have to make. You know, you know, yeah, we all we're all busy, you know, especially if you've got kids and you're on the workforce, you might be uh, someone that's been a business professional for a long time and you've climbed the ranks, which means the responsibilities have only compounded on themselves over the years. So, you know, it's it's, it's easy to lose sight of yourself and not to mention whatever relationship you might be in. So any kind of, you know, romantic endeavors, it does take a lot of extra effort because it's not just the physical, it's also the mental, emotional, and spiritual, uh, depending on how you want to look at it. But a lot more goes into it. But from a hormonal standpoint, from a physiological drive standpoint, 
yeah, things, you know, it's not on your side. You know, we, you know, I guess if you're looking at the evolutionary scale, we weren't meant to really be in a position to procreate, you know, later in life as, you know, you leave that to the young bucks, literally. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the, the, your hormones are not on your side when it, when it comes to that. But I, I have known some clients that, you know, they started exercising, they started losing some weight, they started feeling better about themselves. Well, guess what comes along for the ride on that, you know, better relationships with, with their significant others. So again, just a little light at the end of the tunnel, things can change for the better, especially on yes. the, the romantic side of things. Yeah. When you start looking better, you can leave the light on. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> anyway, so um, yes. <laughs> on, a, on a completely positive note, when we're talking about some of these, you know, we're talking about this just real guys. I mean, this is unfortunately what's going to happen. There are a, a, a number of other things that we're obviously don't have time to discuss, or this could be like a three hour podcast, but you know, we also looked at what are some solutions like, you know, as you, we're not going to be able to stop the aging process because it is what it is. However, there are some things to really consider because you have to really focus on taking care of yourself, especially starting at 40. And if you partied it up in 20s and 30s, it's not meaning, as Ken said, what you do in your 20s and 30s is going to, you know, you're really going to feel the blows of that at 40. There are ways that you can still maintain a healthy lifestyle and and um, kind of make up for some maybe bad habits. And I think first and foremost, we touched on this would be exercise, you know, making exercise a priority, making sure that you're doing 30 minutes a day if possible. And it can be cardiovascular. It's, you know, because we have to think about heart health too. As we age, your heart is a muscle. It needs to work. You need to challenge it. You want to make sure that you do it the right way. You don't want to go from zero to a hundred, you know, right off the bat, but you want to work, you know, your, your cardiovascular health into your workouts. You want to think about exercise selections, focus on balance, make sure that you, you know, you've got balance training in there to prevent falls as you age and lift. It's okay to lift heavy. And when we say lift heavy, if you're doing anywhere from 12 to 15 repetitions and it's heavy, by the time you hit that number, you're not going to bulk out. You're not going to get gigantic but it is very important for your bones and your muscles in order to accept that weight. And then when that becomes easier, lift the load, maybe lighten the repetitions and do different types of workouts, change it up, have fun with it, but just do it. I mean, that you got to yeah. put it up, put it in your calendar, get it done. Yeah. And that's, and that's just as important as anything else. On, on, and, and that's the number one thing I tell my clients when just what you said, you gotta, you gotta schedule workouts just like any other thing in your life. I mean, we, Automatically, we know we're going to eat breakfast. We're going to we know we're going to eat lunch. We're no going to we're going to eat dinner. But exercise is not one of those things you wake up. OK, I'm going to work out at this time of day for a lot of people, especially if you have neglected your body for the last 15 to 20 years. It's a new habit. You've got to make it something that's in the forefront of your mind so that you can make that a part of your day, just like you eat and drink and go to sleep and have your nighttime and your daytime routine. But the one thing about exercise that a lot of people don't um, really understand, and again, it, it is about putting stress on the body, resistance training improves bone density, muscles, nervous system recruitment, all of that good stuff, but flexibility and mobility. When you, when you talked about low back pain and the prevalence of low back pain, and it only, the likelihood only gets worse as we get older without exercise or some kind of strengthening intervention, um, flexibility, mobility, the ability to move through optimized or optimal range of motion goes away. Because it, again, if you've been on the workforce or if you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, 
you know, you're going to hold those postures. You're going to hold those positions, which means muscles are going to acclimate to a certain range of motion. And flexibility is one of the things that goes away because, you know, we, we haven't talked about nutrition and hydration, but as we tend to be dehydrated, muscle, you know, goes from what should be more filet mignon, winds <laughs> up being more like beef jerky, right? So that's where the <laughs> stiffness and the immobility come into play. So being able to move, being able to push on weight is one thing, but the ability to move and be dynamic and reach and bend and lift and all of that going through hip, shoulder range of motion and through the ankles especially, um, a lot of that goes away. So flexibility winds up being a big part. And one more point to that, one of the thought processes I keep in mind, especially working with older clientele, is that something I, I learned from Tyler's Performance Institute is, or the thought process being for every decade you've been around, you want to spend about that percentage of time on flexibility and mobility. So some of my clients who are in their 50s and 60s, 50 to 60% of the time will be kind of wrapped up or would have the intention of increasing flexibility and mobility because the older we are, the, the harder it is to get. But it is something that we do need to uh, spend some time on, especially getting into your 40s. Yes, God, it sounds so crazy. Oh. Uh, but yes, for those of you that are joining us, we're talking about life after 40 with Wendy Batts and Ken Miller. And uh, we just talked about some of the awesome things to look forward to. And now we're talking about ways that, uh, you know, we can try to help uh, really kind of look into what we can do for the future to make sure that we are our best selves each and every day, no matter what age we are. And as Ken mentioned and talked about the importance of exercise, then we are going to talk about nutrition. And I think a big thing is, is because when we're younger, yeah. we're probably we're moving so much more and, you know, we're more active and we're going places and we're doing things with friends. And now, you know, when we hit this age, as you mentioned, a lot of careers are, are, are exploding and people are sitting in front of the computers and there's more demand that they have to do. So there's less time, you know, being active and more time in front of a computer or doing the ins and outs. And so because we're not moving as much, we're still eating what we thought we could eat at 20s and 30s. So now we have to really start to focus on your portion sizes. You want to look, you know, of course, think about like lean protein. That's going to be huge. Healthy fats and healthy fats is not, you know, what you think is good. It's not eating the Oreos that look good. It is, you know, the things like avocados and nuts. And, um, you know, so you want to think about, you know, obviously that's that's a big thing. Um, increasing, you know, your, obviously, you know, your vitamin D, your vitamin C. Um, and, and as you said, Ken, and this is a big one is your hydration, how much water you're drinking. And unfortunately, this is a true fact, true story. Um, my family, as they are getting older, they are like, they don't want to drink that much water and it kills me because right. like, you know why they don't want to drink water? Because that means they have to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and they they can't sleep as well right. because they have a harder time falling asleep. And so it's like, you know, I understand that because when you go to sleep, you, you know, I know if I have to get up and use the restroom, I'm sitting there like, do I really have to go? Is it really that bad? And I'm like, yeah. And then and then, you, you know, sometimes it's it is harder to go back to sleep. And so you're breaking up that, you know, eight hours or so that you need because you had to get up. And so I would just say, I'd rather you get up than, than like you said, become beef jerky. So um, I've never <laughs> used that analogy, but I am going to, and I promise to give you credit, but yeah, that's a big one. 
Oh, I think I think I heard that uh, filet filet mignon and uh, beef jerky analogy. I think I got that from Mike Boyle. Just to give credit where credit is due. Um, nice. Yeah. So yeah, I mean hydration is is huge. I mean, so for all those points that you brought up, just to touch on, you know, uh, uh, good multivitamin. You know, if if your if your nutrition is deficient, something that uh, you can you can do to ensure that you get your vitamin C, your 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 vitamin D, vitamin K, calcium, and all that. Um, you know, a good multivitamin will 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 help take care of of what you're deficient in. But um, that last point, hydration is uh, paramount. One of the first things I tell my clients is, hey, the first thing you do when you wake up. So there's there's nighttime, right? All that whole um, you know, I don't want to drink water too close before, before bed. And I tell my children that, but <laughs> I've realized, you know, cause you know, you don't want that little accident or somebody's like my pants or what? Um, although I've, I've had clients who've said that, um, <laughs> and but anyway, uh, from, from a hydration standpoint, you know, you, you do want to, cause the better you sleep, uh, the, the better you'll actually be able to hold, uh, your bladder throughout the night. And that's where, you know, we'll get into sleep in a little bit. But start off your day. I mean, make up for whatever deficit you created over the last 12 hours and have a tall glass of water, one or two 12 ounces of, of water. I start off every morning with about 24 ounces of water right off the get-go. I actually have it sitting on my nightstand. So as soon as I wake up, put my feet on the floor, take a nice chug of water, and then start my day from there. That way I know that I'm not starting in a deficit when it comes to hydration because Water runs everything. You know, I, I know for a fact for myself personally and for a lot of clients in there, um, feedback is that, you know, they felt better. They have felt better through their joints um, when they've addressed hydration. But that's because they've just been so dehydrated over the years. And they just got they just got used to being stiff and achy, right? But hydration plus proper nutrition um, is a big part of it. But, you know, here's well, the thing. The, the better you treated yourself in the 20s and 30s, the less what we're talking about needs to be addressed, but Hey, it is what it is, but these are the things we need to start looking at. Well, and I think just one other key thing, and I will get off water. Cause I mean, we could probably do another <laughs> podcast on water, Actually, but not a bad idea, <laughs> but you know, I, I, a key thing, when you think about this, if you've talked to nutritionists, if you, you know, watch TV and seen some of these, you know, unbelievable people that have spread the word on ways that people can lose, lose weight and feel better. And like you said, move better through new um, hydration is you know drinking a bunch of water even before you sit down for your meal it will make you full quicker you're not going to eat as much exactly. and and so when you're thinking about you know whether you believe in the calories in calories out i mean you want to think about your calorie expenditure but you have to think about what you're putting in your body and so if you're eating a ton of calories and you're not moving that much you will gain weight and so it's really hard for people to understand that you have to change your diet and so if you want to eat less you don't want to starve yourself but drink more water the more water you drink the more fuller you're going to feel and um, mm -hmm. and the better it is for your body, because think about our body, how much of it is water, uh, you know, there's a, even more of it water than anything else. And so, um, you know, that's that's really important part. And uh, and then, like you said, you know, obviously we're going to talk about another big one that we leave out and I'll leave sleep to you because I know that's kind of like one of your things. But, you know, think about <laughs> relaxing is, you know, we, we did a podcast on meditation and the importance of mm -hmm. meditation and freeing your mind and being able to become one with yourself whether you do it through, you know, some kind of yoga movement experience or whether you just do it at home in the privacy of your, you know, 
even in your room, you know, however you want to do it, or you, even utilizing an app, you really need to try to clear your head to reduce the levels of cortisol that tends to happen when you're stressed out. Because as your cortisol level rises, you're also going to not lose weight. So, you know, you've got to think there are a right. lot of things that are happening. Plus think about what's happening with your adrenal system when you're stressed out. So, so reduce the stress, become one with yourself, meditate. Yeah. And the better you can do all of that, Wendy, the better you can sleep at night. Yes. And yeah. And I think in, in another podcast, I mentioned like if, if a client tells me they only had three, four hours of sleep, I'll tell them, hey, you know what? I'd rather us cancel this appointment and you lay down and get a couple more hours of sleep because one, that's going to affect the rest of your waking day. Um, but for and another bigger thing is like, how am I going to, you know, what good is going to come from me stressing out your body through exercise if you're under rested? I mean, cognitively, you're not going to be there. Coordination is not going to be there. You're probably dehydrated at this point as well. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, it's just a, a, a string of dominoes, right? And if you just start checking off boxes of what behaviors are going to take away from the quality of workout. So, um, when it comes to sleep, that, that's a biggie. And we've said in, a, in another podcast, it's one of the first three or four questions that I ask when I interview a new client. Uh, just because, one, if, if, you can, if you can incorporate a good nighttime routine to where you are mentally, you know, just kind of relaxing, like you said, Wendy, um, giving, your, giving your brain an opportunity to calm down and relax so that when you do close your eyes, you're not, you know, you don't have a million things spinning in your head. But, you know, if you do things like, you know, keeping the room temperature down to 68 degrees and eye mask to, you know, keep things dark and keep light from hitting your eyelids, which will stimulate the brain, turning off any kind of blue light sources, TV, um, phones, everybody, we got to start turning off the phones a lot earlier at night. And that way we have an opportunity to sleep just because of all the hormonal responses that come with a good solid night's sleep. And it was Ben Franklin that said early to bed early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. And that was said a long, long time ago, right? Uh, but from, from our vantage point, uh, you know, it, it is going to affect um, your hormonal response, your ability to um, address cortisol, you know, get cortisol to, to drop during the night and have um, uh, anabolic hormones like growth hormones kind of ramp up as you see and all those things happen with with deep cycled sleep and a lot of the times when i'm working with somebody who's in 40s and 50s they've just gotten so used to having five hours sleep six hours sleep that it is it is work trying to get another hour two hours of sleep to get them up to six hours uh, a night but i tell you what once they get that sleep that's when the results start to happen they're gonna they're not gonna hold on to fat because again that's what the body wants to do because it's it's in a starvation mode. It is it is fighting for its life basically. So once you let the body understand that, hey, it's okay to rest, then it's going to let go of the fat. It's going to help you burn fat and help you put on muscle easier through exercise. So sleep facilitates a, a lot. So sorry, yes, I, I got on on a roll there. Uh, I knew you get on a tangent. That's why I'm like, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you go with that. But, um, you know, I mean, we, like I said, I, I really enjoyed this topic because when we were talking about the mom bod and you were saying, Oh, I got this dad bod. I'm like, man, what are we going to do oh, about man. this? 
But when I when when you think about everything that we just talked about, so when you think about eating healthy, you need to, to make exercise a priority. You want to increase or, or like you said, take a multivitamin. Think about your you know vitamin D, your calcium, your you know um, vitamin C, as well as don't skip meals. You know, watch your portion sizes. I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't just in your 40s. This is like your everyday. Like if you want to be healthy, right. no matter what age you are, you have to take care of yourself. We're just telling you what happens to your body, unfortunately, after 40. So it's even more important that you implement these things, yep. you know, and and you know who's going to take care of you. It's not going to be your wife. It's not going to be your girls because you're already saying your hair's falling out and turning gray because of them. <laughs> It's going to be you. And that's that's one right. thing, you know, where I said it's like I you know, married someone that's very kind at times. And and I have this young guy that I love, all, you know, like my little guy. And I have to always make them a priority to, you know, to make sure that that's just my nature. But then I had to take a step back. Like, wait a minute. I also have to make me a priority. And so self-care and really you know, just thinking about all the positive things that you need to do. So therefore, you know, you can look better. I mean, yes, you can go and get fillers and do all that stuff and get your hair colored. But at the end of the day, you know, what's going to be the best thing for you is like you said, nutrition, sleep, you know, hydration, flexibility, just, yeah. just be you and enjoy, I mean, embrace the change. Yeah. And the, you know, one of the, and those are all great tips. And the one thing I, I like to tell my clients, especially those that are 40 and plus is, hey, you gotta be, you gotta be patient. I mean, your body's not the same body it was 10 years ago. So things are gonna take longer and they're gonna take consistency, diligence, uh, concerted effort, planning. So the body you have moving from here on out is, is gonna take some patience. And again, Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, you're going to, you have to be patient, be consistent with it. And, you know, things will happen. Things will come along, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not like it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago where things, you just wake up and, you know, do a week's worth of workout and you, you're back to feeling back. good about yourself. <laughs> I'm back. All right. I'm ready to go. Right. Let's go to the beach. That's right. <laughs> and now it's like, you know, you got to give yourself two months for every um, two weeks it took you to get in shape 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> But anyway, uh, Wendy, yeah, this is, uh, I love doing topics because it keeps me in check. Um, yes. But but uh, anything else, Wendy, for our listeners? I know. I mean, I, I think uh, if you, you just, just don't be, don't be hard on yourself. You can tell <laughs> yeah. people you're as old as you want to be, but these are some unfortunate yep. changes that are going to happen. If you embrace change and you love who you are, then, you know, that's the best thing that's going to lead you to a healthier life. And that's going to help you make some really good choices. So you know, I'm, I'm, I'm over the 40 mark and I'm telling you it's real. It is real. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, Wendy, for all your insights and, and sharing um, your perspective on fitness and life after 40. So I learned a lot as always. And for you listeners out there of the Random Fit podcast, thank you for being here and we appreciate you and for for all that you are coming to us for, and hopefully we can keep this going, uh, moving on with topics that you want to hear about. So just let us know. And if you like what you're listening to today, like, follow, subscribe, and download. And just know that both uh, Wendy and I, we appreciate you being here with us every week. And until next time, take care and be well.